Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Wrestling Unlimited. As tonight was the WWE 2024 Royal Rumble, January 27th, 2024. And we had a really good show. The show itself went, I want to say three and a half hours. Started at five, was over roughly a little before 8.30, so almost three and a half hours. And it was a really good show. I thoroughly enjoyed the entire thing from the start with the Women's Rumble all the way to the end with the Men's Royal Rumble match. I thought this was a, another solid, well-booked pay-per-view premium live event, whatever you want to call it. And then we also did watch the press conference afterwards. We'll get into a few things from that. There's not too much coming out of the press conference. You know, I thought there'd be more, but Triple H basically no-sold all the Vince questions going, oh, did I read the, press, the, the lawsuit? No. I found out about it when you found out about it. What are we going to do to make people feel more safe? Everything we can. How much did I know about, about the allegations? I'm just going to say, we got better things to talk about. Like, he no-sold it all for the most part. So, not really much coming out of that. Cody said more about it, I think, than Triple H actually did. He called it a dark cloud on the business. But we'll get into all that and everything. Also, remember that at the end of the show, we will be taking your calls at uh, 510-906-1341. And you can always put a super chat in the live chat to make sure your comment, question, or concern does get read live on the air. But the number will be scrolling down here at the bottom on the ticker throughout the show if you guys want to call in and give me your thoughts on the Royal Rumble. And it's just Royal Rumble. We're not talking Royal Rumble. You ask a Vince question, we're going to kick you off. Because this is a Royal Rumble recap. It is not a Vince McMahon allocation video. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you're watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, it doesn't just have to be your Amazon Prime account that you link to your Twitch. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account. Also remember to go over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. That way you know when we go live. That way you know when we post new videos, we post things to the community tab and so forth. Also remember to hit that join button to become a channel member to support the channel. And like I said, if you donate a super chat in the live chat, that is the best way to get your question, comment, or concern read live on the air. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, like the Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, getting an older game like Horizon Forbidden West, claiming the free game, Infinifactory, or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Hey, you still haven't got that battle pass for this season and you see Solid Snake is in Fortnite? Yeah, use the code. You see they got Raiden in the shop? Use the code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. <clears throat> With that, we got a stacked Royal Rumble to talk about. This was a really good, fun, awesome show. And it kicked off with 
one of the better, if not best, women's Royal Rumble matches we have gotten thus far since they began when, was it 2018 was the first women's Rumble, I believe? And so, nothing happened on the pre-show. Like, there was like a Paul Heyman interview, but I didn't see that. I had the pre-show on, but I was watching the 24 Hours of the Daytona Race, which is still going on right now. And so, I really didn't pay too much attention to the pre-show other than I see Pete Rosenberg walking around backstage, and I go, what is this? And I thought this was really cool. They gave him a mic and said, go talk to people. I thought that was really cool and effective. He went up to R-Truth, and he's like, oh, R-Truth's doing something with some, he's in a batting cage. What, Truth, what are you doing? And Truth's like, I got these balls, but they don't want to open. Can't get them to open. I want to see if I can get a better number for the Rumble. But I can't get these balls to open. And Rosenberg goes, oh, Truth, those are Major League Baseballs. And he goes, huh? He gets all confused or whatever, and he's just like, all right, shoot, yeah, have a good time, try to get your balls open. And then he always talks to Punk, this, that, that was really cool, that was really cool. Also, speaking of Truth, they filmed a social media video where Truth is walking in the building going, hey guys, happy WrestleMania. I'm like, oh, yep, our truth our Trizzle. So, yeah, Truth being Truth, and we got more Truth being Truth a little bit later in this first match. Uh, I do want to say thank you for the super sticker from Mighty Mouth 21. Really do appreciate that. He said, uh, it says, let's celebrate the first super of a live stream. Thank you, Mighty Mouth. Uh, his question is, did Jade have a similar logo from AEW run on her jacket and Titantron and similar theme song? I don't know about the theme song because I've never paid attention to Jade's theme. But yes, the logo is similar. So I believe maybe that was like a logo maybe she had created. But regardless, even if that was the logo they AEW created for her, they could have just made something similar. There's no trademark on the logo or anything like that. Like, there's no trademark on the graphics. Because as we saw, AEW created similar graphics for CM Punk when he went there than WWE did. So, that's what that's all about. I uh, also want to say uh, thank you to Elite Tiss, who put a super chat that says... I'm glad The Rock didn't show up. No no wanted to see the roided up bake bean. Okay, I get what you're saying. I'm glad The Rock didn't show up as well. But now the big question is, does that mean we're not getting the Roman match at Mania with The Rock? Is it not Rock and Roman? Now everyone's saying, it can't be. Cody's just Cody already said he wants Roman. He pointed at Roman. Yeah, he did. But no one ever said Roman can't work two nights. What if, what if, it's Cody and Roman on night one. Well, no. Cody and Roman. Cody and Rock on night one. Roman beats. Not Cody and Rock. Roman and Rock on night one. Roman beats Rock and then loses to Cody. And the belt goes to Cody on night two. They can do that. They can do that. They can do a two-night thing with Roman. He can work both days. So, we don't know what's going down with the Rock. The last report was that Rock was adamant that he wanted to do the match. And... It's not going to be an elimination chamber because at least as of last week, Roman Reigns was not scheduled to um Roman Reigns was not scheduled to go to Australia. He was not scheduled to be in Perth for the Royal or for the Elimination Chamber show. So unless plans have changed, that right there basically negates it happening there. Now, if it's not happening at WrestleMania, could they do it at SummerSlam? We don't have a location, but yes. Could they do it at next year's Mania? 
Sure, but then Dwayne's going to be another year older. Dwayne may have more projects. Right now, the only project that he's talked about going forward is the live-action Moana. And that, I think, is not supposed to start filming until later this year. So he's kind of freed up right now. So we'll see where that goes with Dwayne and Roman. But again, remember, if you you want to get your question read live on the air, you can do so by submitting a super chat. Or if you're watching on Twitch, you can put Twitch bits with your question as well. As far as the show itself does go. Uh, Michael Cole said, we're sold out. Over 40,000 fans in attendance. They had a three-minute-long video about the area of Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, and the Royal Rumble, narrated by Hulk Hogan. Cody Rhodes was shown surveying the stadium at one point, and CM Punk was shown arriving as well. Then we hear, let's go! And out comes Pat McAfee. Michael Cole's all pumped up. Corey Graves acts like he's mad. And Michael Cole tells Corey, hey, Corey, unlike last time where I didn't know Pat was showing up, I knew this time and didn't tell you. So we had Pat McAfee, Corey Graves, and Michael Cole on commentary for the entirety of the show. And it was great. I loved Pat going, he's 7'3". Omos is 7'3". He's not a real human. And then getting in the ring, looking at Omos, looking at Braun Breaker and going, nope, I ain't fighting them. As far as the women's rumble does go, match itself went one hour, four minutes, and 56 seconds. Natalia came out first, and then the returning Naomi came out second. And I'm going to be completely honest. I've always liked Naomi, but I wouldn't say I'm like a big Naomi fan. I've always thought she was one of the more athletic females in pro wrestling. But I would never say, oh, I'm I'm always Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. Naomi's first over everybody, anybody. I'm a Naomi stan, fan. But but when she came out and I heard the music and I go, that, that's, that, that's the glow music. I'm amazing. And then the lights come up with all the black light and you see her do the dance. I'm like, look down at my arm and I've got legit goosebumps. I don't know why, but I had legit goosebumps that Naomi was back in WWE. So, um, during her entrance, they also, this was an interesting one. They called her a former TNA Knockouts champion, which we learn later, former or the current TNA Knockouts champion was in the match. So maybe that's why they referenced it, because they also referenced when Jordan Grace comes out, when, when she came out, they said Jordan Grace is the newest TNA Knockouts champion. She actually beat Naomi recently to gain that belt. So, really, really cool. So we get welcome back chance and the two square off before Bailey comes out at three to a pretty good reaction and Candice LeRae comes out at fourth. Number five is the aforementioned Jordan Grace. She came out with the knockout championship belt. The announcers put her over big and I was glad with the way she got to showcase herself. This wasn't just a, hey, here's a random girl in the rumble. She's going to be in for three, four, five minutes and then get dumped. No, she was in for a while. They gave her three or four different showcase spots where like commentary referenced what she was doing. They zoomed in on her with the camera. They focused on her. That was great. We don't need WWE working with different promotions all the time. 
We don't need WWE to always be like, oh, we're bringing in someone from AEW. Oh, we're bringing someone in from this company. No, but having one, maybe even two, every year in the Royal Rumble, somebody from outside the company, that's something I've said they should be doing for a very long time. Working with another promotion to get one of their top stars in the Royal Rumble. Now, the interesting thing here is if you remember when they did, I think it was the first Casino Battle Royal in AEW. I want to say it was that first All Out in Chicago. And I could have the dates wrong. I could be thinking um, the first Double or Nothing. But regardless, they did a Battle Royal. They wanted Brian Cage in that match, who was the current TNA champion at the time, Impact World Champion. And Impact said, no, we don't want our world champion in there getting beat. But then WWE says, hey, we want to put your women's world champion in the Royal Rumble. They go, go for it. So, pretty cool there. Regardless, like I said, Jordan Grace looked great. Corey Graves told Pat she's got muscles in places. He didn't know you could have muscles. And yeah, she comes in the ring. She hugs Naomi. Crowd. So, there was a thing with the crowd tonight. I don't know if they were just miked bad. Because it was such the the building itself was not good for the crowd noise, or if they just were off and on on reacting and kind of flat at times. So there, there's something there. Well, regardless, she hugged Naomi. They started trading blows, and the crowd really started going once they started fighting. Grace did get the better of the exchange. Out would come Indy Hartwell at number six. Asuka would enter at number seven, and Bailey actually kind of seemed surprised that Asuka was even in the match. Asuka acted happy to see Bailey, and they started to work together. Bailey was hesitant, but they worked together, and they eliminated Indy. Ivy Nile would come out at number eight. She there was a, a dead period that led to Bailey inviting Cole into the ring. She's, she literally pushes down the bottom in the middle rope, pulls it up, and she goes, "Come on, Cole, you want to get in here for a little bit?" Well, that was really funny. Uh, Katana Chance came out next at number nine. This is when they did some power stuff with Jordan Grace and Ivy Nile, where they each basically held up another girl for a delayed vertical suplex, and they're just like, who can hold the girl the longest? Who can hold the girl the longest? We're just stare at each other and just hold them up. And it was they were holding, uh, I forgot who had who, but I remember Katana Chance and Candice LeRae were the ones being held up. We're third of the way out, or in, and Bianca Belair comes out at number 10. Belair knocks down Asuka and Bailey with a double blockbuster. Belair dropped Chance onto LeRae and Bailey before hitting all three with spring with the springboard moonsault. Kyrie Sane would enter at number 11, and she worked with both Bailey and Asuka to eliminate Candice LeRae. Tegan Knox would come out, and they kind of like made fun of the like, because Michael Cole's like, she's the girl with the shiniest wizard. And they're like, what's a shiny wizard? And Cole's like, the name of her finisher? And then Pat goes, ah, I don't know, Harry Potter. So she comes out at number 12. She gives Bailey a molly go around and then gets, she saves, well, no. So Natty saves her from being eliminated. They then kind of embrace. Then Natty tries to eliminate her. She eliminates Natty and then Bailey immediately eliminates her. A little convoluted, but it made sense. But now you got to go, okay, are they still a tag team? Or is this just a, Quid quo, quid quo, everyone for everyone. So then we had a tremendous save by Kyrie Sane. Kyrie gets thrown out of the ring and she starts to slide out 
over the top rope, down the side of the ring. One of her feet barely touches, and then her legs go, and she's got her feet up on. I I just got to show you the photo. I got to pull the photo up because this is amazing. Like, let me pull this photo up here on the screen. Because it's just, it, like, what? Like, one of her feet barely touch. And then, yeah, this save right here. Why won't it? Oh, it updated different. Okay. We have this right here. Where her feet are up on the video board. And so, like, Asuka's trying to help her or whatever, and then they both get eliminated, her and Asuka. But what a save. What a save. Uh, Banks says, I thought that was someone's finishing move. The Shining shining Wizard. Yeah, the Shining Wizard is their finishing move. So the Shining Wizard is a move where your opponent is on their knees, like sitting up on their knees, and then you run at them and kind of knee them in the face, basically. Well, not knee them. More like you kick them with... Your inner thigh, like this part, you come up and you boom right here into their face. Basically, what a shining wizard is. And you just like mow through them. <clears throat> uh, Banks says, Are you going to talk the special thing that was supposed to happen at the end of the show? What Triple H said? I don't know what you're talking about. What special thing? What special thing, Bangs? DM me on Twitter. I don't know what you're talking about. So, as far as going back to this rumble, Bailey is now left alone. No more damage control in the match. Chelsea Green enters at number 14. And this got a little weird, because at one point I thought Chelsea was eliminated. Then she gets back in. So, yeah. Belair and Grace are fighting on the apron. And then eventually Belair does give her a KOD. And there you go. Also, uh, Bianca's hair got eliminated before Bianca got eliminated. A strand of her hair was just laying that ringside for a, quite a while, for like half the match. Piper Niven then comes out at number 15. Green was almost eliminated, but Niven saved her. Niven teased dropping her on purpose, but didn't. Niven squished Green in the corner by mistake when, you know, people move out of the way. Zaya Lee came, came out at number 16, and I said, oh, she's still here? We never see Zia Lee. Ever. Maybe she works main event. I don't watch main event. Melina Vega came out at number 17. Her entrance gave me uh, Athena vibes because she came out. She had like mechanical wings. And I go, oh, that's not that cute. Kind of like Athena. She planted Niven with a DDT early on. Maxine Dupree came out at number 18. She tried her best, but looked all right. Niven would eliminate Chance. Nia Jax would come out number 19, and they made her the monster. They made her the absolute monster. And I'm just like, oh, so they're just really pushing Nia big, really pushing Nia big. Nia being made to look like a monster was not just to make Nia look good. In actuality, they didn't even care about it making Nia look good. It was supposed to be Jade eliminated the woman that all the other couldn't eliminate together. This was Nia looking good was actually done to make Jade look phenomenal. So, like I said, Nia came out number 19. She eliminates Lee and Nile. Nia then drove Jax. Niven then drove Jax into the corner, but unfortunately, Green was also in the corner. 
Shotzi entered in number 20 with a tank. Naomi and Shotzi teamed up on Jax, but Dupree hit a reverse Caterpillar. This was weird. I don't know. Um, all the women. There were about eight of them in here. Tried eliminating Naya. Naya went, yeah! And shoved them all off of her. Bailey then eliminated Maxine Dupree off of that. Jackson eliminated Niven. Jax press slam Chance out of the ring onto Niven, Lee, and Green. But Green, I guess, wasn't eliminated because she got back in the ring. I know. Becky Lynch then comes out at number 21 to a huge pop from the crowd. She goes right after Nia. Uh, Lynch shoved Green off the apron to eliminate her. Out would then come Alba Fire at number 22. Shayna Baszler at number 23. Valhalla would come out at number 24. And Michael Cole says, it's Valhalla. She better have the antlers. She hasn't had the antlers in weeks. And then she comes out with the antlers. She goes, she's got the antlers. That means she's going to win. So Valhalla gets about halfway down the ramp. And Truth comes sprinting out. He looks at her like, what are you doing in my number? And keeps getting And he gets in the ring and goes straight at Nia. Great callback here. Goes straight at Nia. Nia throws him out. And all of a sudden, Adam Pierce is out there. And he goes, Truth, what are you doing? Truth, this is the Women's Royal Rumble. Why are you out here? You go to the back. Mahala, you get in the ring. And Truth and um, Pierce are still going at it. So Valhalla slides in, and five seconds later, dumped right out. And Truth goes, wait, you're telling me that's all women in the ring right now? He's like, Truth, get out of here. But fucking Truth, you're telling me that's all women in the ring? And trust me, that wasn't the only comedy gold we got from our Truth tonight. Like, that wasn't the last of it. Anyways, Valhalla's in, Valhalla's right out. Crowd booed Naya. And then Michi would come out at number 25. Naomi would eliminate Alba Fire. Zoe Stark would come out in 26. Pat McAfee put Zoe over pretty big. And Stark and Baszler eliminated Vega by chucking her. Basically, so Shayna and um Shayna and Zelina were fighting on the apron. Zelina tried to like hurricane Rana Shayna off the apron, but Shayna picked her up for a power bomb. Zoe Inziguri kicked. Of Zelina in the head, and then boom, Shayna would power bomber off the apron. Right on to uh, Apple Fire. Number 27 would come Roxanne Perez. Jax eliminates Baszler at this point, Michin, and Shotzi. Now, they said at one point that Naya had eight eliminations right about, right about here, and I don't remember if she got more after this, but I think right here she had about eight eliminations, and that is the record. The record is a tie, now a three-way tie, I think, with Naya, Shayna, and Bianca. So then, there's like the 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. There's a slight pause. And then I hear music that I don't know what it is. Then the graphic pops up on the screen. I'm like, is that what I think it is? And then Jade comes out to a big, big pop. Way bigger than I expected. I'm like, oh, yes, this is good. This is good. She got that big pop. That's great. And so I'm like, all right. All right, let's see what she can do. There's holy shit chance that she's in this match. And Cargill gets in the ring, looks at Naya, and just goes, 
whoop, as if she was picking up like Katana Chance or Caden Carter or Ivy Nile, some small girl. She picks up Nia like she's nothing. Crowd goes wild. Slams her down. Cargill then lifts up Nia like a scoop slam-ish position. Can't fully like pick her up like they wanted her to, I think. I think they wanted it to more look like Hogan slamming Andre. But she got her up enough to then get her over the top rope and dump her. Nia gets eliminated by Jade Cargill. Remember earlier, eight, nine women were trying to eliminate Nia altogether. Couldn't do it. Nia, off of them. Or them off of her. But Jade was able to eliminate Nia all by herself. There was also a great shot as the camera expanded where Becky walks up kind of next to Jade, looks down at Nia, and was just like, oh, okay. That's what we're working with here. Tiffany Stratton would come out at number 29, and there's one person left. So Stratton comes in, immediately goes to the top rope, and does a swanton on like six women in the ring. Countdown begins. Three, two, one. And out comes the returning Liv Morgan, dressed like Christina Aguilera. So Liv comes out at number 30. The match is, is set. No Sasha Banks. So I don't know how many people were crying online, mad online. You didn't give us Sasha. No Sasha Banks. What the hell? This is shitty. No Sasha. No Sasha. I even saw a lot of people crying. No AJ Lee. No AJ Lee. Well, first off, there was never even a tease that we were getting AJ. Now, Sasha, Mercedes, did tease the Royal Rumble did tease going back to WWE. But then we all told you, wrestling media, she's signing with AEW. The contract may have already been signed. Fightful had a report yesterday that said, we spoke with somebody in WWE and asked about the possibility of Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks, being in the Royal Rumble. And their response was, and this was a higher up official in the company, their response was, yeah, we don't engage in contract tampering. Everybody is under the impression that she has already signed a contract with AEW. But if you were on Twitter anywhere after that number 30 came out, after Liv came out for the next 10, 15, 20 minutes, it was all, where's AJ, where's Sasha? Why didn't we get Sasha? Oh my God, where's Sasha? WWE dropped the ball with no Sasha Banks. So... Yeah. And also, here's another thing to think about with the AJ Lee thing. Give me one second. I got to sneeze. Never mind. I was able to hold it in. Anyways, here's the thing with the AJ Lee thing. Everyone's like, well, we saw a video of her training. She trained with her husband. She trained for the show Heels. Yeah. And on Heels, she also had a stunt double. Her husband didn't. Her husband did all of his own wrestling. But AJ had a stunt double for heels. So think about that one. There's a photo of AJ and her stunt double and Kelly Berglund and her stunt double. Kelly Berglund played the, um, oh, now it's going to, what was her? Crystal. Played the Crystal character. And they had two matches against each other, Crystal and AJ's character on the show, and they both had a stunt double. So, if AJ was anywhere near wanting to come back to wrestling, even just for one Royal Rumble, if she's going to do this TV show, why is she going to have a stunt double? 
You know what I mean? If she can just go out there and wrestle, why does she need a stunt double? For for what I'm under the impression of, Punk didn't have a stunt double. He went and did all his own stuff. But again, she had a stunt double. So that was never teased. That was never put out. No one ever tried to report. Maybe. Possible? No. The Sasha thing, it was more like a, we're pretty sure she's going to AEW. Haven't been told yes, 100%. So there is still that one, two, three, four, five percent chance something fell through with AEW and she shows up here. But no one ever thought that it was a real chance. And so for everybody on Twitter, crying and bitching and moaning and whining and complaining that she, she wasn't in the match, no Sasha Banks. We told you. We told you she wasn't going to be there. I had people in my DMs this morning. You're going to look dumb saying Sasha's not in the Rumble when she shows up tonight. Okay. Okay. Who looks dumb now? So, Belair and Cargill go at it. And there's a great shot that I'm going to pull up right here. Of the two looking at each other. And the WrestleMania sign behind them. And I'm just like, oh. Oh. Make that the match. Make that the WrestleMania match. Like, please, make this the WrestleMania match right here, this shot. Bianca, Jade, the Mania sign. As far as we know right now, Bianca ain't got a big match. Bianca ain't fighting Rhea. Bianca ain't fighting Io for all we know. Probably going to be Rhea and Becky, Io and, um, Io and Bailey. And so you want a big match for Bianca, especially after tonight? You give her Jade. Bianca versus Jade at WrestleMania. After Jade got that pop that she did, yeah, no. There's no doubt in my mind. Jade's going to do great things in WWE. She's going to be seen as a big star. She's going to be seen as a top act. So give her Bianca. Give her one of your best workers that even if Jade is still not 100% able, you know, to be considered like a Becky, a Charlotte, a Rhea, a Bianca at the top top. You put somebody in there with her at the top top that can guide her through this match very well. And I think Bianca is someone that could, if she needs it, guide her through the match WrestleMania to make it a at least good match. So, um, like I said, Belair and Cargill... When it uh, looked at each other, eventually they both press slammed different women. Morgan and Lynch, I think it was, respectively. The crowd popped. And then they were attacked by Bailey and Stratton. Lynch was almost eliminated by Cargill, but she held on. As Lynch was on the apron, Cargill swung Naomi around, like, through the ropes. And she hits Becky. Becky goes flying off the apron. She's eliminated. She then dumps Naomi. Naomi's eliminated as well, starting number two. Stratton was almost eliminated at one point, but held on by Bianca's braid. Again, another shot I'm going to pull up here. This was a really cool shot. Held on by Bianca's braid. Like, God dang. God dang, that's cool. That's a cool shot. It's a cool visual. Um, Bailey then kicked Belair to eliminate both Belair and Stratton. We get down to our final three. It's Jade Cargill, Bailey, and Liv Morgan. All three wound up on the apron at one point. Morgan and Bailey teamed up on Cargill before Morgan wound up eliminating her. And then Bailey kicks, excuse me. So Liv eliminates 
Um, Liv eliminates Jade immediately right after that. Bailey kicks Liv. Liv falls off the apron. Boom. Bailey wins. And then we get this shot. I'm going to pull this one up as well. We get this shot. Where do I have it saved? I know I have it here somewhere. Oh, boy. Where is it? Oh, it's down here. We then get this shot. Of just all the women. The final, you know, four, five or whatever. Because Becky's over by the announce table doing the same thing, sitting. Just like, you beat us. God dang. But I know, this is such a great shot to get on camera. All of them just sitting there like dejected going, we came so close. Oh, yeah, super chat here from RTS win. RTS with Oscar Mon Montel Montiel says, was it just me or was it Peacock? But the sound the entire night that the cloud was quiet. Oh, you're talking about, okay, so I get what your question is. You're asking if the crowd sounded quiet, and I don't know why I'm not here. Oh, uh, you're asking if the sound, crowd sounded quiet. Yes, and I don't know what that issue was. It was one of two things. It was either the crowd was just quiet and only reacted to certain things because there were times when you hear them pop big. Cody's entrance. Hunk's entrance. So there were times when we heard the big pops. But there were also times where we didn't hear them at all, really. We didn't really hear much from them at all. And so it's like, I don't know if that was the crowd themselves or if it was an issue. I wouldn't say that was a peacock issue. I would say it was either the crowd themselves or an issue with the building and the way the crowd was miked. That's what I'm thinking. An issue with that building being domed, the way the sound travels in that dome, and then the way that you can't mic it as easily as like a regular arena. Bailey wins. Bailey points at the sign, and Bailey is going to WrestleMania. Now, Bailey has been saying that she's going to fight Rhea at WrestleMania. So. We'll see how they get to Bailey and EO. I don't know that 100%, but that's just everything they're teasing. It does look like it's going to be Bailey and EO. Crowd pop big for Bailey. So now, other than winning a WrestleMania main event, Bailey's done it all. NXT Women's Champion, Tag Team Champion, Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble. I think that's everything a woman can win in WWE, I believe. Trying to think. Yeah. Let's get let me let me go to Bailey's wiki really fast. But I'm pretty sure that's everything a woman can win in WWE. So Bailey has won. NXT Women's Championship once, the Raw Women's Championship once, the SmackDown Women's Championship twice, Women's Tag Team Championships twice, Money in the Bank, and now Royal Rumble. Now granted, she didn't win the NXT Women's Championship. But that is now just merged in the lineage with the women's tag title. So, yeah. But regardless, Bailey's won everything. Because if you think about it, Raw Women's Championship, that's now the title EO has. And SmackDown Women's Championship, that's the title Rhea has.
So, moving forward, we get the Fatal 4-Way for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. It's Roman Reigns defending against AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight. And so, before LA Knight comes out, we get a Slim Jim commercial. Then, during this match, there's Slim Jim logos everywhere. This is a Slim Jim match. And I felt stupid because I go, yesterday on the podcast, I said, you know, Slim Jim's going to pull, they pull out. They're not sponsoring WrestleMania. Well, and then they came back and they said they are going to sponsor Wrestle, or, or not WrestleMania, Royal Rumble. Anyways, and I'm like, you know, I would think that they'll sponsor like Kevin Owens and, and Logan Paul. U.S. title match be the Slim Jim match. And then today when it was this match, I'm like, crack me over the head with a goddamn water bottle or something, you know. Call me stupid. Duh. LA Knight's the Slim Jim guy. Of course his match is a Slim Jim sponsored match. Duh. So, yeah, they get a little slight commercial, and then L.A. Knight comes out. The match itself uh, starts off as Knight slams Styles' head against the announce table. Orton backdrop reigns onto the table. Knight responded by giving Styles a backdrop on the table before bouncing Orton's head off of it multiple times, and the crowd yelled, yeah, 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 every single time. Orton then eventually managed to slam Knight, so... He keeps slamming Orton's head. He finally goes to walk off. Orton grabs him and then does his backdrop on the table. Patented Randy Orton. They all traded moves in the ring, but Reigns wound up on top. Reigns plodded around the ring for a little while until Knight hammered away at him. Knight was all over everybody and hit an impressive leaping superplex. Like, literally jumped from the floor, the mat, up to the top rope, and then superplexed AJ. Everyone's saying that LA Knight's, you know... Minimal in the ring. LA Knight's generic in the ring. Give me a generic guy that's doing that move. Jumping from the mat all the way to the top rope. No hands. So Knight hits Reigns with the BFT. Goes to make the cover. Mm. AJ barely breaks it up. He kind of more fell on top of them to break it up. Styles then fought back and hit Reigns with the Styles Clash. But Knight broke up that pin. Here's the here's, You get the theme here? They're all hitting their big moves on AJ, on, on Roman but then somebody breaks it up. Orton then gives Knight a draping DDT for Michael Cole, the old vintage Randy Orton. Styles set up for the phenomenal forearm, but as he's on the apron, Randy sees him. AJ goes to jump up. Randy grabs him. So AJ's literally standing on the ropes, and then he just jumps out and does the RKO. Orton then is standing there for a second. He RKOs Knight. He turns around. Roman runs at him with a spear. But no, no spear, Mr. Tribal Chief, because Randy Orton jumps, grabs Roman, and takes the spear and turns it into an RKO. This looked awesome. Talk about lost their minds when Randy went for the pin. Referee one, referee two, referee three. Pulled out of the ring. And who is it? Solo Sokoa. Now it's fed a four-way, no disqualification. So why the Jesus Christ does Solo need to be hiding in the hoodie? Yeah, pull the hood off. <laughs> Unzip it slow. Go, ah, it's me, Solo. Why do you need to conceal your identity? It don't matter. It's no DQ. They're fighting. Solo beat the crap out of everybody. Like, everybody. He destroys and lays out Randy. He destroys and lays out LA Knight on top of Randy. And then he starts looking around. Where the hell's AJ? 
Where's AJ? I see you. And AJ's over in front of the barricade in front of the timekeeper's area. So Solo gets out of the ring. Ah! Runs like Braun Breaker fast. Talk about that later. He's just... Boom! Goes to send AJ through the barricade, but AJ moves. And with the speed and force that Solo goes through this barricade, I thought he was going to take out Samantha Irving. And he almost did with her sitting in her chair. Like he just plowed through that thing harder than like most. Like this was nutso. So Reigns is in the ring. And uh, Styles nails him with a phenomenal forearm. Reigns then wound up stacked on top of Orton and Knight with Orton on the bottom. So AJ's like, pin, I can stack them all. One. Two, Randy then does this kick out that literally was more like a, he took his arm and like everybody off of him. Big old Jack boy, Randy Orton. And they said it during Randy's entrance. Randy's coming out. Let's back up for a second. Randy's coming out to enter the ring for this match. And Pat's like, Randy Orton looks jocked. And I can't remember if it was Corey or Cole that said it, but he's like, yeah, one of Orton's thighs is bigger than my hips. They're just talking about how Orton was gone for 18 months and came back huge, jocked, big. Um, so AJ goes and grabs a chair, gets in the ring and starts attacking Reigns with it. Second year in a row, the Reigns gets hit with the chair at the Royal Rumble. He then also hits LA Knight with it as well. Orton fought him off. But Reigns then spears Orton right out of the ring. Nathan dropped Reigns and went for the BFT. But Reigns shoved him into the ropes as Styles set it for the forearm. Styles fell off the ropes and Reigns speared Knight to pick up the victory. So Roman Reigns retains the, dub, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. The match wasn't like spectacular. It wasn't one of these great classic title matches. But it was good. I enjoyed it. But then as soon as the match ends, I go, look, Paul and KO is going to be better. And it could have been if they didn't have such a shitty finish. Such a shitty finish. Also, that match did go 19 minutes and 28 seconds. Then we do move on to Kevin Owens challenging Logan Paul for the United States Championship that ends in a God dang, dumbass DQ. So Owens is all over Paul early. It's a German suplex. Paul left the ring before Owens could hit him with a cannonball. Paul tried to go after his arm, but Owens fought him off. Paul eventually did stomp on the hand and hit a dive. Paul repeatedly slammed his hand against the post, but Paul hit a springboard crossbody and a standing shooting star press. Paul literally punched Owens' hand and hit a series of uppercuts. Paul then went for the 619, but Owens ducked and hit a clothesline. Owens went for a senton, but Paul got his knees up. Owens fought back with a neckbreaker and a chop. Consecutive cannonballs and a frog splash for a two. Owens went for a flying senton, but Paul got his knees up yet again. Paul went for one, two, and uh, Owens moved out of the way. Paul then hit a buckshot that, that at first, commentary didn't know what to call this move. Logan has called it on social media, the buckshot. He said... I love doing the buckshot. But on commentary, they're like, 
uh, Logan with that springing springboard flipping clothesline. That that flipping clothesline. They don't know what to call it. They don't know what to call the buckshot in WWE. Even though Logan calls it the buckshot. I don't know if that, that it's not trademarked. Just call it a buckshot. Screw it. He hits a two off the buckshot because then he hits the buckshot and a splash. Owens then hits an avalanche fisherman's buster because so they're on the top rope, well, middle rope, whatever. And Logan goes for the superplex, right? And he looks over and goes, Hey, Corey, you say no one can, can superplex Kevin Owens? Watch this. And Cole goes, Yeah, you did say that. You did say that, Corey, a couple weeks ago. And then Avalanche Fisherman's Buster. And Corey goes, See? No one can superplex Kevin Owens. So that's a thing now. It's like, you try to superplex Kevin Owens, he gonna reverse it. Owens then super kicks Paul. And Paul hits two big punches for a two. Uh, one of Paul's buddies is in the front row, and he hops the barricade. The referee's not looking at one point, but then the referee turns around and goes, What are you doing? Who are you? Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And the guy's like, I ain't doing nothing. What are you doing? And Logan Paul's like, he's fine. And the ref's like, you know what? Get out of here. Go. No. And then, like, this guy in a suit comes over, and then two security guards come over. And it's like, what? Okay. And so Paul tries to cause some distraction with the referee and whatnot. Now it would come Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. So Austin Theory and Grayson Waller come out and they go, hey, leave the guy alone. What are you doing with this guy? And the guy hands, um, I think it was Austin Theory, the brass knucks. Theory then hands them to Logan Paul. Logan Paul goes to punch Kevin Owens with the brass knucks, but Owens grabs the arm kind of like this. Like, he he went like, I, I can't do it to myself, but he like grabs it and grabs the arm in a way where he could pull the brass knucks off of Logan Paul, put him on his own hand. So he puts the brass knucks on. The ref's not looking. He then punches Logan Paul in the face and goes for the pin. So he pulls the leg up, but his other arm is kind of like this. Ref counts one. Ref counts two. All of a sudden, the ref looks over and goes, brass knucks on your hand. Ding. Call for the bell. What? You didn't see it, ref. Yes, you see the brass knucks, but you didn't see him. Now, I might have to go back and look at this because the way I saw it at first was that the referee never saw the punch at all, so he didn't see him use the knucks. But I could be wrong there, and the ref may have actually saw the punch, and so he's insinuating if the knucks are in your hand, then you had to have used them. Regardless, the referee immediately stops his count, calls for the bell, the match is over. And your winner, and still, United States champion, Logan Paul. What? This match was so good, then the guy hops the barricade, and it just all goes downhill from there. So after the match, Owens is pissed. Like, pissed. So he powerbombs Logan Paul through the table. Grabs a cough drop, and walks off. Like, he grabs something from... The table or whatever, the rubble. And Corey's like, oh, he just needed a halls. And you see him walk off like, got the, got the cough drop. So, yep. Pretty, pretty, pretty good match. Like, I really liked that match. I thought Kevin Owens was a phenomenal opponent for Logan Paul. And then we got that finish. Like, Logan Paul's had some good opponents. 
RuPaul's versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That match was great. But I felt the chemistry that we saw here was even better with him and Kevin Owens. Like, him and KO worked so well together. And not just in the match, but the stuff they did at the PC earlier this week for social media that they aired on SmackDown and they aired tonight, the interactions they've had in the ring, those two just click. There's something. And I don't think this is over yet. I think because of the finish, it's not over, and we're going to get more Kevin Owens and Logan Paul, whether that is that Elimination Chamber or they stretch it all the way to Mania, we'll have to see. But give me more of this, because these two click and work really well together. So it's time for our main event, the Men's Royal Rumble match. Match itself goes one minute. Oh, uh... Not one minute, but this match, the U.S. title match, went 14 minutes and two seconds. The men's Rumble match goes one hour, eight minutes, and 13 seconds. Main event, Jey Uso comes out first, number one. Great reaction from the crowd. He's in the ring. He gets off the turnbuckle after posing and doing the thing. And he's, like, still in the ring, but he's kind of looking out into the crowd. And he hears the music that plays for number two, and he's like, Oh, are you kidding me? And it's his brother, Jimmy. Usos start the match. This was great booking. This was phenomenal booking. So the match starts, and they're trading blows. Jay got the better of the exchange, but then Jimmy got his knees up on a splash. Number three, now comes Grayson Waller. Waller cuts a promo in the middle of him coming out saying, you ever had a talking segment in the middle of the Rumble? I'm the host of the Grayson Waller effect. I'm the Aussie icon. Let's talk for a second. Yeah, whatever. So he jumps up on the apron and immediately Jay super kicks him. But he, he ain't eliminated because he never got in the ring. Waller does eventually get in the ring and he and Jimmy team up on Jay. Number four is Andrade. And you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but Andrade had new music. This was not the great Andrade music. The like I loved Andrade Cien Almas' music. And he's just Andrade. He's not Andrade Alidolo. He's not Andrade Cien Almas. It was just Andrade. Now, granted, Corey Graves did call him an idol. But he is just Andrade. And that is it. Just Andrade. And so, uh, give me one second. I just got a message that I need to read. This might be some big breaking news. Hold on. Give me one second, guys. Um, okay, never mind. Never mind. This is nothing. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Someone asking me a question instead of sending me news. One more thing real fast. Um, okay, no. Okay, cool. But yeah, Andrade's got new music. I was like, God dang. I love the mask that he wore. Like the mask and the jacket. All looked great. Presentation-wise, really good. But he didn't have the music that I love. And I'm usually not a big eh, theme song guy. Like, especially in the women's rumble, all these women are coming out and I hear these theme songs and I go, well, who's that? Oh, now I see the graphic. 
Who's that? Oh, oh, now I see that. I don't know anybody's theme, but there are certain things that have resonated with me. Like, my ringtone is Daniel Bryan, his theme song. Brian Danielson's WWE theme. That's my ringtone forever. I've had Randy Orton's theme as my ringtone somewhat. I've tried to switch over to it a couple times, and I'm just like, yeah, no, it's don't feel right. Just Daniel Bryan's theme as my phone ringtone, it just, it just feels right. To the point where there's been times where, back in the day, we'd be watching WWE, Daniel Bryan comes out, and my daughter goes, your phone's ringing. Never mind, that's the TV. <clears throat> so, yeah, no. Theme songs usually don't resonate with me a lot, but then there's the ones that do. There's the ones that my ear catches, and I go, I like that one. A lot of them, I'm just take it or leave it, like Austin Theories or Grayson Wallers. Grayson Wallers is kind of cool, like, dum, 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 or whatever it is, you know, but however it goes, but. That one I, I kind of like or whatever. But most of the theme songs, I'm just like, eh. Jay Uso's is really cool. I will say that. Jimmy's, take it or leave it. So when Andrade comes out and he doesn't have that music that I was just so hoping to hear, I'm like, oh, oh, you got to be kidding me. But he comes out and gets a great pop from the crowd. Carmelo Hayes then comes out at number five, making his Rumble debut. Uh, he looks great and quickly eliminates Grayson Waller. Nakamura comes out at number six, and the crowd sang his song. McAfee was entertained, but they're like, Pat, you may not be able to dance because uh, it's ain't the same Nakamura. He may not like you anymore, but you can dance if you want, whatever. And the crowd's, oh, they're singing his song. And uh, number seven comes out, Santos Escobar. He goes face-to-face with Andrade at one point. He wants to work with Andrade. Andrade don't care about him, and they kind of go at it. Karen Cross then comes out at number eight. Not much happens here until Dom comes out at number nine. And the crowd boos. But they didn't boo as much as I thought they would. Which to me, I think, is a detriment of that building. The reason things didn't sound as great as they could have, I think, is because of the building. I don't know Mark Henry's theme song. Like, I can kind of hear it in my head. But I don't know Mark Henry's theme song. <clears throat> So Carlito comes out at number 10, pulled an apple out of his crotch, and then he took a bite of it. He had a balls apple. He then almost gets eliminated. Santos gets in his face on the apron. He <laughs> spits him, puts the apple right in his face, eliminates him, eliminates Santos. Bobby Lashley comes out at number 11, and they say, uh-oh, Karrion Cross, you're screwed. Lashley spears Nakamura, Jimmy, and Dom. He gave Andrade a spine buster and eliminates Carlito and Cross from the ring. AOP then come out and they try to like console Cross, who was eliminated. They then yank Bobby off the apron after he was thrown over the top rope but not out of the ring. And so he's pulled out. Then the Street Profits run out in their gear. So I'm like, oh, are they supposed to be in this? Nope. Street Profits were not in this match, but they were in their gear. They could have just come out in like tracksuits or whatever. But to be in their gear. What? That was kind of dumb. You could say AOP was also in their gear, but their gear is also kind of just like clothes. But Street Profits were in their gold and black gear. So I don't know. All this was dumb. They all brawled. And so they're brawling literally up the aisle way to the back. Ludwig Kaiser comes out at number 12. And he's coming out like this. He's like walking out. And he's like, oh, woo. And so he walks down the ramp a little bit more, and there's two more guys fighting. I forget who exactly it was. And he's like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. And he gets in the ring. 
This was kind of dumb, if not really dumb, not needed at all. We know those two groups don't like each other, but this was kind of just like, meh. I could take it or leave it. So, uh, Kaiser comes out, like I said, number 12, Austin Theory, number 13, and we're about 21 minutes into the match. And aside from Andrade's return, not much has really happened aside from Andrade and the brawl with the Pride and the Street Prophet, or the Pride and the Last Testament. Finn comes out at number 14, and Dom's now got some help. Valor assists to Dom, and they eliminate uh, Carmelo Hayes. Then we're halfway through, and out comes... Boom, boom. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Now it is Cody Rhodes. Cody walks down the aisle. The crowd wakes up. They lose their minds. He gets in the ring and eliminates Theory. Valor and Dom then go after him. Bronson Reed then comes out, number 16. Reed pretty easily eliminates Andrade, which I wonder if there's something there. Because you always got to look at who eliminates who, and could that lead to a program going down the line? Kofi Kingston then comes out at number 17. They stated that Kofi now has the second most Royal Rumble appearances of anybody. This is his 16th Rumble. And the only person that has more than him is Kane with 18. So literally, two more Rumbles, Kofi will tie Kane's record. Three more Rumbles, Kofi will break Kane's record. Rhodes eliminates Nakamura. Great storytelling there because they got the history. Kingston eliminates Kaiser. Again, great storytelling there. They've got that history. Especially with what comes next. Because Kofi is challenging Gunther on Monday for the IC title. So Kaiser gets eliminated. And who walks out next? Gunther. Gunta. So Kaiser is kind of at the end of the ramp. Kind of composing himself. Gunther walks down. Looks and goes. Eliminated. God damn it. Like he's all mad. He gets in the ring and immediately, boom, chops Kofi. Boom, chops Balor. Boom, boom, Dom and Jimmy. Gunther and Rhodes then face off. Kingston went after Gunther. Gunther was very easily eliminated by, uh, Gunther would very easily eliminate Kingston, which then goes, ah, shit. Is that just saying he's going to squash Kofi on Monday? So I'm like, and then Kofi didn't even have a special save. Kofi didn't Kofi in the Rumble. Like, what? You always hype up. Kofi always saves himself. Kofi this, Kofi that. Kofi didn't Kofi in the Rumble. I'm going to say that right now. Kofi didn't Kofi. Ivar comes out at number 19, and they put Ivar over big on commentary. Talk about all the stuff he's been doing as of late by himself. Ivar took it to Gunter. Jimmy tried to be friends with Ivar. He keeps trying to befriend the heels. And Ivar drops him. Then, at number 20, Braun Breaker. Now, we got to pause here for a second. Braun Breaker is the number 20th entrant in the 2024 Royal Rumble. Supposedly, this was a call made within the last 24 hours because this was supposed to be Brock Lesnar. According to a report from Mike Johnson of PW Insider today, Brock Lesnar was pulled, withdrawn from the Rumble, and Braun Breaker was put in his spot. But in his place. Now, we don't know if everything that Braun did in this match was exactly what Brock was supposed to do or if they shifted creative. But we know that this was supposed to be Brock's spot and they gave it to Braun Breaker. And I couldn't be more happy. Not happy in a way of, oh, Brock don't need to be in there after what we heard Brock may have done. I'm more happy because Braun Breaker, especially with commentary here, 
came off as a guy that it's like, oh, he needs to be fighting Gunther for the IC title Monday on Raw instead of Kofi. They put this guy over like he's a beast. They put this guy over like he is a killing machine, and not just on commentary, but his work. He looked like a fucking badass. He looked like a star, like a big-time, big, top-tier pro wrestler. He came off as big as his uncle uh, Scott ever did. He, he looked like he was on the level of Scott Steiner at his highest, highest popularity. Like, he just came off as just a, a big, huge star. Like, Braun Breaker looked amazing in this match. He comes in the ring, runs a million miles a minute, and boom, Spear Jimmy slams Balor, clotheslines Ivar. And Pat McAfee's like, oh my God, this Braun Breaker guy is fast. This Braun Breaker guy is explosive. And Corey Graves goes, yeah, Pat, he may be faster than Tyreek Hill. So, Braun's over here just killing people. The crowd's buzzing, and that's a good thing. Braun comes in and wakes the crowd back up. When you can wake the crowd back up, you have something. There is something there. Braun faces off with Gunther, and the crowd is oh so into it. Breaker spears Gunther, and the crowd goes wild. They're loving this. Omos comes out at number 21. He gets in the ring and eliminates Reed. Breaker eliminates Ivar. Countdown. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Let's go. And Pat's like, why is my music playing? What is going on? And Pat... Corey Graves goes, or Michael Cole goes, Pat, you're in the rumble. Get up and get in there. Go, Pat. Pat's like, what? So he stands up. He kind of takes his jacket off, and he's like, am I I really supposed to get? Cole's like, get in the ring. You're in the rumble. And so he gets in the ring. And keep in mind, he's putting over Omos as this big, big, big guy. Because Michael Cole's like, Oh, this is Omos, the seven foot three giant. And Pat goes, he's seven what? Seven foot three, Cole? And he's like, no way is he that big. And he's putting him over, putting him over until he walks up the steps, gets into the ring. There's Braun Breaker. There's Omos. They both look at Pat. And Pat goes, um, climbs up the top rope, climbs over the top rope. He's on the apron, and he's just like, gets back in the ring. They then look back at Pat. They're still looking to Pat. And Pat's like, yeah, nope. Climbs up the ropes, gets over the ropes, jumps out of the ring, and he's just like, I'm gone. Gets back on commentary and goes, ah, I ain't messing with those two guys. Rejoins commentary. Breaker then eliminates Omos. But then immediately... Old Dirty Dom eliminates Breaker. So, here's my question. Was Dom supposed to eliminate Brock from the Rumble? Was that the planned spot? Or was this a change when they turned it into Braun Breaker? Maybe we know. Maybe we find out. Maybe we don't ever find out. I don't know. So, um, countdown comes. Number 23, J.D. McDonough. J.D.'s walking down the ramp. 
Braun Breaker's pissed off, and boom! Just the most gnarly-looking spear. Legit to JD. JD's just like, oh, selling it like he was ripped in two. He was mowed down by one of them new freaking Mustang Dark Horses or whatever they're called. Yeah, Mustang Dark Horse. So, JD's just out of it. Braun's pissed off. Number 24 comes out. We know who it's going to be. It's, it's our truth. The truth comes out, and he goes to JD. He's like, hey, you can get up and get in the ring. He throws him in the ring. Then, this goddamn guy proceeds to get on the apron, grab the tag rope, and go, Dom, tag me in. And Dom's like, what are you doing? He goes, hold on. And he goes around to the other side of the, the turnbuckle, grabs rope, and goes, all right, tag me in. Tag me in. And Dom's like, what? So Dom tags him in. In truth, and Wilder Gunther. Truth then did the John Cena comeback. You can't see me. But instead of running to the side and then coming back for the, the drop, he runs this way. And then when he turns around, boom, there's Gunther to boot him in the face. Miz then comes out at number 25. Miz wound up trying to work with R-Truth. Miz tries to eliminate Dom, and Truth saves him. And he's like, Truth, what, what are you doing? He goes, I'm Judgment Day. And he's like, you're not Judgment Day. And, and he's like, yeah, I'm Judgment Day. I got to save Dom. And Dom goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Judgment Day. We're working together. <laughs> this is great. Great comedy. I loved it. Dom then gives Miz a 619. Priest comes out. Priest immediately is like, fuck this guy. And he clocks Truth and eliminates him. The crowd boos so loud that Truth is gone. Number 27 comes back. <laughs> It's CM Punk. CM Punk comes out. The crowd loves it. The crowd's going nuts. And again, they played off history. They played off some stuff that's happened recently. Punk eliminates Dom. You may say, what history? What recently? Punk had two live event matches in December against old Dirty Dom. One in LA and one in New York. Ricochet then comes out at number 28. And commentary is talking about how Ricochet had a super viral moment last year in the Rumble. And Corey Graves goes, that's all well and cool, Cole, but Ricochet needs to learn. It's not about having a viral moment in the Royal Rumble. It's about winning the Royal Rumble. At this point, Gunther has eliminated The Miz. McIntyre then comes out at number 29. Jay fired up, was eliminated by Gunther. Countdown is on for number 30. Who is the last man in the Rumble? And then we hear, oh, 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 oh let's go! And it's Sami Zayn. And I say it like that because it was a little lackluster. The crowd loved it. The crowd popped. The crowd sang his song. But then I couldn't tell you anything else with Sammy. He like went after McIntyre and then got eliminated. Literally. Sammy comes out at number 30 and it was so lackluster. So like nothing. McIntyre eliminates um, Ricochet at this point. Zayn goes after McIntyre with a huluva kick and eliminates Priest. McIntyre then just eliminates Sammy. At this point, they show Seth Rollins up in a skybox. They show Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman up in a skybox watching. It's McIntyre, Gunter, Punk, and Rhodes, our final four. Punk went for a GTS on McIntyre, but McIntyre slipped out and hit headbutt. 
McIntyre Claymore kicks both Punk and Rhodes. Punk got McIntyre on his shoulders and chucked him out. Gunther then powerbombs Punk before Rhodes eliminates Gunther. And we're down to our final two, and they just have a match. And I was so like, this is awesome. They just had a match. There's the two of them not fully like trying to eliminate each other at first, but trying to incapacitate each other so then they can go for the elimination. So there's an exchange that Rhodes was getting the better of before Punk hit a triple German suplex and takes Cody to Suplex City. Rhodes comes back with some jabs and a bionic elbow. Punk tried to eliminate Rhodes, but Rhodes got back in. Rhodes comes back and hits a crossroads. Rhodes went to eliminate Punk, but Punk counters and hits him with a GTS. Another exchange led to Punk hitting a pedigree that the crowd really didn't react to, which was weird. Punk then went for another GTS, but Rhodes countered and chucked Punk out of the ring and eliminates him. The crowd pops big because Rhodes, well, he just won. Cody is now in the ring crying on his hands and knees where he eventually gets up and points to the sign. He then turns around and points to Roman Reigns. So there we go. Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. He's the first person since Stone Cold Steve Austin 26 years ago to win the Royal Rumble two years in a row. He was only the fourth person ever to do so. Hogan, Michaels, Austin, Rhodes. So awesome. So cool. It is going to be Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. Because Cody was asked in the press conference afterwards. So, uh, who are you facing at WrestleMania? Is it Roman Reigns? And he goes, I didn't make it obvious enough when I literally pointed at the guy. I'm glad that Roman was sitting up there so I could just tell him right then and there, yeah, I want you. So, it's Cody and... Roman, WrestleMania. But this is awesome. This is cool. This is great. This match is so much fun. But the crowd, like there was times where this match was like nothing happening. And then someone had to come in and wake up this crowd, unfortunately. But overall, I thought I liked this match. I really like this match. Um, Elite Tiss, that's not even all my hats. That's just all that would really fit on the wall that looked good. I got more in a box. Trust me, I've got over 30, 40 hats. I just ordered two new ones because the new season's coming. I ordered a retro uh, number 25 Ken Schrader Budweiser hat. And then I'm going to get another one like this, the number nine Chase Elliott. But instead of the gray here, here, it's going to be all camo. I'm getting the camo Chase Elliott because I don't have a camo Chase Elliott yet. I've got a camo Kyle Larson. I've got a camo 18 Kyle Bush. That's camo Gordon hats. I don't have a camo um, number nine Chase Elliott. And they don't yet have a good camo number eight Kyle Bush yet. But yeah, that was the Royal Rumble. Really good, great, fun show overall. And there we go. He says flex in his hat collection. Not really a flex, but it's more like how nowadays everyone's like, oh, look at all my shoes. I got all these extensive fancy shoes. I don't care about shoes. I'll show you right now. Twice a year, I go buy $15 Walmart shoes. Literally twice a year, I go buy these exact same shoes. Walmart for 15 bucks. I don't care about shoes, but I like hats. I always wear a hat. There are people that I know that can literally say they've never seen me without a hat on. So, yeah. Uh, ring talk. Screw you. That left turn. Hey, there's right turns as well, depending on what track you race. Rights and lefts. Regardless, I'm going to say right now, this is a wrestling podcast, but I'll say it right now. NASCAR is better than pro wrestling. Regardless, with that, everything, 
Bada bing, bada boom. That was Royal Rumble. I thought Royal Rumble was a great show. That the Royal Rumble was super fun. That the Royal Rumble was easy to watch. Four matches. And there we go. Again, that was the Royal Rumble. Now remember, you guys can call into the show. Do so by calling into 510-906-1341. Put the number on the screen itself so it doesn't have to just scroll. You'll see it all the time. 510-906-1341. Let's pull that up on the screen here. Let's pull that up. So if you guys do want to call in, you can do so. Headphones. And while we do that, I'm going to set the Twitch poll and we'll check the other polls as well. So let me set the Twitch poll. Oh, oh, we do have a call coming in. Let's take that really fast. Oh, why is it not? I don't hear it though. Color, you're on the air. What do you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? Color, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Hello? Going once, and they hung up. Give me one second to check my settings just to make sure they're set right. Okay, we hear it now. Caller, you're on the air. What'd you think of the Royal Rumble? Caller, you're on the air. What'd you think of the Royal Rumble? I thought the Royal Rumble was incredible today. I thought the women's match definitely stole the show. And I'd like to point something out. Go for it. This is the second year in a row that Liv Morgan was the last one eliminated. Yeah? That is true. I didn't think about it like that, but yes, that is true. And caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? Nope. That one didn't get it. But yeah, I didn't think about that. Liv was number two. Like this. See, the reason I didn't think about it like that because she was eliminated so quickly after Jade, and then it was like, Jade was out, she was out, boom, it's over. That's why I didn't think about it like that. But if you guys want to call in again, remember, you can do so. 510-906-1341. Try to get this Twitch poll to go. For some reason, it's not wanting to go. Caller, you're on the air. What would you think of the Royal Rumble? Going once. Going twice. Caller, you're on the air. What would you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? Take this next one. Dollar, you're on the air. What'd you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? Hello? For some reason, no one wants to... They want to call, and they don't want to respond. I don't know if it's an issue on my end, but the other one heard me, so let's try this one. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Switch over to this call. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? All right, I don't know why this isn't working. If you've called and, like, you can't hear me or something, let me know in the chat. Because it seems like some, we're having some sort of an issue. 
liked it. It was all right. I didn't like it. The Twitch poll is live, so go vote in that one if you're watching on Twitch. And we'll refresh the other polls as well. Try to take another call. Let's see. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Nope. Very weird. Try this one. This is a new number, this one. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? 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 What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Nope, this person is just still watching the Rumble. This one, they keep calling and not saying anything, so we're not going to answer that one. But, I don't know what's going on. I'll try to fix it and we'll get it working next time. But... Yeah. Also, if you guys do have super chats you want to put in the live chat, you can do so as well. Uh, Elite says, I couldn't hear you. Huh. So maybe it's not working. Okay, they say I can't hear you. Give me one second to check something really quickly then. We will try to take calls again, but give me one quick second. I want to check something. All right, now let's see if you guys can hear me. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Um, bro, the, the show is great. I love the Royal Rumble. Um, now, my question is, Tim, what is your thoughts about, do, will we see a possible Jade Cargill and Bianca Belair match at Mania? So I don't know if that's the route. There's really nothing that we've heard of for Bianca and the way they teased it tonight. I would hope so. That would be my prediction based off of what we saw tonight yeah. and what we know so little of of what they're doing with Bianca right now. Yeah, well, another I was thinking another way they could probably go is Nia Jax because the way Jade manhandled her, True. I was just like, oh, my God. Okay, so here's, and, here's my one thing with that, though. I don't know if a Nia Jax and Jade match could be all that great. Yeah, I agree. They're both not bad, but I feel like they both need to be carried to an extent. Like they need someone just exactly. a little bit better than them. Exactly. Yeah. I I see that. And right. my other my other question is um now we a friend of mine had a discussion when we were watching the Royal Rumble. We were talking about now that Cody won, now does that mean that the is the Rock and Roman match now canceled or is that or is that still up in the air so with that i want to say thank you for the call but as far as his question you know what's going on with the rock and roman reigns we don't know again as of last week maybe even just the last couple of days dave Meltzer had recently reported hey the rock still wants the match the rock still wants to face roman in wrestlemania and so there's a couple ways they can go about this Maybe they have, like I said earlier, Roman works both nights. Maybe Roman works night one against The Rock and night two against Cody. He beats The, the Rock on Saturday, but Cody beats him on Sunday. That's the only thing I can think of. Unless they push the match back to SummerSlam or next year's Mania. I just don't think they do next year's Mania, but let's take this call right here. 
Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hey, sorry, I'm calling in regards to the live stream on the Royal Rumble. Yes, what did you think of the show? I love it. Actually, it's uh, quite intriguing. What was your What was your thoughts? Do you have any questions? Yeah, just a question about uh, what his thoughts are currently going into WrestleMania on uh, what might be the main event, what might not be the main event, who might uh, appear before then, or what his thoughts on who might have appeared at the Royal Rumble. All right, so with that, I want to say uh, thank you for the call. Um, as far as like what I think is going to main event, what I think is who's going to appear and stuff, you know, there's a lot of things in play right now. We don't know what The Rock is going to do, just like with the last caller before that. We don't know what The Rock plan is now. I kind of thought maybe we would see The Rock tonight, and we didn't. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. But overall, regardless, I think we already know. It's Cody and uh, Cody and Roman on one of those two nights, most likely night two, in the main event, going on last. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Night two is the real main event of WrestleMania. So whatever is the night two main event, the last match of the entire weekend. To me, that's the real main event. So that's the biggest match of the entire weekend. It's got to be Cody and Roman. With Cody hopefully picking up the win. Other matches and stuff we could see. I think we're getting Becky and Rhea. I think we're getting Bailey and Io. Maybe Jade and um, Bianca. That was teased tonight. Heck, I'd like to see Braun Breaker on the main roster. Challenging Gunther, excuse me, Gunther for the IC title at WrestleMania. And then some other things. Uh, I, I just, I'm not 100% sure where else they're going. Like Punk, probably going to face Rollins. The plan is for Rollins to work Mania. He's going to train and rehab and do what he has to to get healthy enough. But that's still the plan as of last Monday. Punk and Rollins. Now, is that a main event? We don't know. Is that the night one main event? It could be. But it also could be Roman Rock. Maybe Rhea, Rhea Becky. We just don't know. That night one main event is what's up in the air. I'm going to say it right now, and I'll put money on it. Cody, Roman, night two main event. But let's take this call right here. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? How are you doing? I hope your day night's going well. Pretty um, good. I just have one little question for you. Yes. Who do you think was the real breakout star for you in each Royal Rumble? That didn't really win. I have to say, Piper Niven was really good. Honestly, looking really good. Really looking really strong. And as for the men's, I got to go give it to Gunther. So who do you think was like the real breakout star for you? That didn't win the Rumble. I thank you for the call. And as far as who I think was the breakout of each Rumble, I mean, I, I've kind of already said it, but Jade for the women because they made Jade look like a megastar. And then Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker came off like, why the fuck is he still in NXT? When you look at Braun Breaker in this Rumble, you go, uh-uh. He does not need to be in NXT anymore. He needs to be on the main roster. He needs to be on the goddamn main roster now because he looked like a star. So if I'm picking who my standouts were from each Rumble, I would say the women, Jade, and the men, Braun Breaker. But let's take a couple more calls if you guys want to call in. Again, the number is right here on the screen. 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341.
We get the polls here as well. While we wait for another call to come in, as far as the X poll does go, 61% liked the show, 27% thought it was just all right, and 11% did not like it. Looking over at the YouTube community poll, basically the same thing. 67% uh, liked the show. 26% thought it was just all right, and 7% didn't like it. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? I thought the women's Rumble was better than the men's, but uh, you got any word on the Julia lady or Camille? So as far as Julia does go, there is a development on that. So some thought that she was going to show her contract with Stardom is up, I want to say, in... March, and she was supposed to work the New Japan show in Chicago. She was most likely going to drop the Strong Women's Championship on that show to whoever they want to put the title on next. Yet, it was reported this week that Julia has told Stardom, when my contract's up in March, I'm gone. I'm done. So that could be an indication that she's going to WWE as soon as her contract's over. And then as far as Camille does go... WWE is interested. Word is that they did make her an offer, but she was at AEW last week. We don't know in what capacity. We don't know if they want to sign her or if they made her an offer, but she was backstage at AEW, I want to say last week or the week before. That's what we have on those two. So with that, as we got any more calls, you guys can do so. Uh, some of the comments here in the X poll or the YouTube community poll. Oh, let's take this call first. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? Hello? Hey, am I, can you hear me? Yeah, what did you think of the Rumble? Uh, yeah, I think it was a pretty solid show. Uh, I got two questions. Um, did you think that Kyrie, same spot, was that a vouch or... When she was like hanging outside the ring, was that a botch or do you think that was planned? Oh, so I don't think it was a botch. I think it was a planned spot. The way it came off, because the way like Oscar was trying to save her and then they both get eliminated together, it, it felt like the plan for me or to me. Okay, yeah, okay, that's that's true. Yeah, I was seeing that too. Uh, once I started seeing how they were reacting, uh, right. And my second question is, um, <clears throat> if CM Punk never came back. Who did you think was going to be in the final spot with Cody in the oh, Royal Rumble match? That is that is such a tough question. Oh man, that is such a hard question. Maybe Gunther again. And then you'd have Cody and Gunther final two like we just had last year. I but maybe Nakamura, and they just play off of the Cody and Nakamura storyline where he's like. I finally vanquished Nakamura. I eliminated him last in the Rumble, and now I'm going to finish the story. So maybe Gunther or Nakamura. Okay, okay. And um, do you think so? Is what the what do you think is the plan for CM Punk now? Because I mean, if he just if he just came back just to get eliminated, like do you think he's going to be in Elimination Chamber now? Uh, winning he, uh, it all. All I'm going to say is he's going to make his way to Seth Rollins, whether that's winning the Chamber or another way. But it would probably be him winning the Chamber because we know he's working. The Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in Australia. So I think it's going to be uh, Punk probably winning the Elimination Chamber. Okay. And uh, any anything about Gunther's opponent? Now that uh, Brock might not even like cut his allegations or whatnot, do you think he's sidelined now? So 
the Brock being Gunther's opponent was always fan speculation. No one ever actually confirmed and reported that, like, legit. That's always kind of been, like, fan speculation. So I don't know what they do with Gunther. Based off the Rumble, I want it to be Braun Breaker. Okay. Uh, and I think, I don't know, do you, do you think fans were kind of disappointed that Sasha didn't come out? I know that was all speculation as well. We were just all, like, all hyping each other up, but... Do you think we see her in AEW now at yes. this point? Or do you I think, believe, and I'm, un, I'm under the assumption she's already signed with AEW, and they're just waiting on the perfect time to debut her. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just want to drop by. I'll just rewatch. I'm rewatching it right now. But, uh, yeah, shout out, Pro Limited. Man, thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank you, and have a great night. Let's switch over to this next call here. Caller, you're on the air. What did you think of the Royal Rumble? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. What did you think of the Rumble? Okay, uh, I loved it. It, was, it. I thought the women stole the show, like they always do. <laughs> but um, sorry, if, sorry if you answered this already. But like, what do we know about the WWE TNA deal? Because seeing Jordan Grace, I was, I was so, I was watching in a bar. I was so dang loud when so, I realized who walked in. So what we know about that, it was a deal that came together last weekend, and it was mainly just for this Rumble. It's not like a partnership. As of right now, there's no other plans to work together. It was basically like they had an idea, they reached out, and they made it happen. But it was just basically, oh. as of right now, it's just a one-off, and they wanted something that people were not expecting at all in the Royal Rumble. Like, the most off-the-wall, like, they called it, like, the report that came out today was it, they wanted something so off-the-wall that no fan would have even, even tried to predict it. Mission accomplished. Right. That's, that's all I was wondering. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks for, for the call, and have a great night. Um, as far as the ex, uh, the Twitch poll does go, 75% liked the show, and 25% thought it was just all right. But with that, we'll wait a couple more minutes, a minute or so, to see if we get any more calls. We'll see if there's any news that has dropped since we've gone live coming out of this rumble. Let's see here. If there's anything... I don't think there's really any news, but let's take this call really fast. Caller, you're on the air. What do you think of the Royal Rumble? Hello? 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 What do you think of the Rumble? Awesome. And... Okay, cut out. But as far as, like, I don't see any more news... Now, so we can talk a little bit. Triple H was asked about the Vince stuff in um, the press conference. And he was more of like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? What did you know? What didn't you know? How much did you know? And he was just basically like, you're not going to like my answer, but I'm not going to say anything, basically. Basically what he said. You're not going to like my answer. And... We're just going to move forward. Then he was asked, hey, so uh, what are you going to do to make your workplace feel safe for everybody working there? And he's like, everything and anything we can. And then he was asked, did you read the lawsuit? And he said, no, I found out about it just like you guys did the same time. But I did not read it. So he kind of gave boilerplate, you know, corporate non-answers. Basically said no comment each time, but let's take this call really fast. Caller, you're on the air. What do you think of the Royal Rumble? 
Hey, I just wanted uh, to know what was your reaction to Chelsea getting squashed by Nia and Piper Nevin during the Rumble? Oh, my God. I thought that was so funny because Chelsea Green is like one of the best sellers in wrestling, in my opinion. Like when she takes a bump or gets smashed or squashed, she sells it almost better than anybody. So, no, I was laughing the entire time. It, I should have mentioned it in my review, but I didn't write it down. But, no, I thought Chelsea was a standout as far as, like, she was so funny. Every time she would get squashed and her body would just, like, flop like a fish. She was – Chelsea Green is amazing. She's a national treasure. Oh, yeah. And at least she lasted longer than her previous two Rumble appearances. That's true. That is very true. But I want to say thank you for the call and have a great night. Have a good night. But with that, guys, um, yeah, so with the Triple H stuff, again, he basically gave non-answers to everything and was like, we're going to do what we got to do. We're going to do what we got to do to move forward and see how it all does go. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, we will be back live Monday morning for the wrestling wrap-up and then Monday evening for Monday Night Raw. But with that, guys, have a great rest of your weekend. I'm going to go watch the football tomorrow. we got two big games. We're going to figure out who's in the Super Bowl. I'm going to finish watching this, this IMSA race that ends tomorrow morning at 1030. It's all night going. It's going right now. got to check who's winning. And so with that, guys, have a great night. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.